I just hosted the work from home boundaries workshop just last week, launched it, did the live streams and it went really, really well. And actually I'm just going to give you a little taste of that today because I thought it was a good time and I just want to help the people who listen to this show. So whether you had a chance to sign up for that whole workshop or not, I'm going to give you like what I think is the meat of it, which is a, a framework called the mustard framework. This is my favorite monologue I've ever done. Let's get into it. All right, here is the work from home boundaries workshop. I'm going to give you a little snippet of it. And uh, you, if you are watching on YouTube or on Spotify, then uh, you just saw this image. I like to reuse this image of these two people looking at each other a lot because it's just perfect. It's just beautiful. And I love it. So, uh, you know, that's, that's what we got. Um, but here's the work from home boundaries workshop. And uh, here's why I decided to go over this topic and really, really invest in it and explore it and everything. Um, I talked to so many people through doing this research and almost everybody is really kind of trying to figure out the interplay between their work and their home. And especially in a remote work, hybrid work, work from home culture that so many people live in now, not everybody, but so many people live in now, everybody's trying to figure out how do I do work from home boundaries for the long haul? Rewind. It's 2020. There's a pandemic. Everybody starts, uh, not everybody, a lot of people start working over Zoom from home in their pajamas, still laying in bed. You know, a lot of us did that, right? But then we thought, okay, remote work is, uh, at that point, we thought that remote work is just a, you know, a, a thing for a couple of weeks, a couple of months. But slowly, all of these offices for even large companies decided to just close permanently. Uh, a lot of people's work went fully remote. Uh, and what was just a short-term thing has now turned into something that we collectively, as you know, knowledge workers in this culture, need to figure out how to do for the long haul. Long haul. And I think that requires us to really deeply consider boundaries between work and home in this new work from home world that is the norm for us now. So that's where this came from. Uh, you know, for one thing, like I said, listening to people, uh, to actually polling people, what's, what, you know, at the, you know, where the rubber meets the road in your home, what are the things you need help with? And this is what a lot of people said. And the very last part, just being collectively as a culture, we're trying to figure out how to do this for the long haul. And I want to provide some solutions toward that end. Um, after doing lots of interviews with people and everybody has given some ideas for the way that they balance their work and home stuff. Um, but almost everybody's still finding it as a problem. So what I've done to the best of my ability is synthesize some of the solutions that I've come across uh, through interviewing lots of people. So that's where this whole idea came from. Um, to get into it, let me talk about types of boundaries. And maybe for certain types of people, they're going to hear boundaries and they're going to think, oh gosh, like, are we in therapy? Like, oh, is this like another kind of millennial Gen Z, like mental health thing or, or something like that? And uh, people... I think culturally might have gone overboard with the boundaries conversation for a while. Um, but 
I also think there's some real value to us deeply considering boundaries as a valuable thing, especially in these territories where such as, you know, work and home and a work from home world where the boundaries so could so easily not exist. And that causes a lot of imbalances and problems in both our work and our home. Um, so that's why I started to use the word boundaries to describe this. And there's three ways that I'm going to talk about boundaries. One is firm boundaries. Uh, think of firm boundaries as something like a brick wall between one side and another. It's a hard and fast separation for you to get from one side to the next. It will be pretty difficult, not impossible, but pretty difficult. Uh, second, light boundaries. You might think of this as if that wall had a nice door in the middle of it and uh, you could so easily walk through it. Um, and so as much as there is a separating line between one side and the other, you could easily go through it. And the very last is no boundaries at all, right? Like that's a possibility. You, there's just no separation between one thing or the other. So applying this to the topic of work and home, we can have very firm boundaries between work and home, the firmest version of that being what was the norm for a lot of us working. There's a clear office environment that we go work for, uh, work at, and there's a clear home environment. And not only that, uh, you know, go back to the, um, you know, fifties or something, uh, Perhaps and maybe sometimes you might get a phone call from work, uh, but for the most part, you left your work at work and your home was meant for home and technology wasn't fully there to um, bridge that gap as much. Uh, obviously, you know, we'll get into this a little bit more, but that reality, it doesn't fully exist for us anymore. That sort of firm boundaried reality between in which work and home are really, really clearly separated. It doesn't work in the same kind of way. So um, that's an example of a firm boundary. Think 1950s uh, office space. Uh, maybe you get a phone call from work, but probably not. And uh, that kind of thing. Uh, for many people who are still uh, working in a specific location, they might experience more firm boundaries between work and home because they go into an office, then they have their commute back, and then they go back home. And there's something to the value of having that sort of firm thing. Uh, but for others, like we're trying to navigate this interesting territory of creating those firm boundaries or, or not. Uh, an example of a light boundary might be something where you're working in the same space, working from home, uh, but you've got like a really clear workstation, right? That is like, okay, here's where I do all my work. That's where my computer is, my, uh, my video setup, my whatever uh, you might need for your work so they can take video calls or do coding or do writing or whatever that looks like. There's a clear space for it, a clear workstation. But that's also like, even as I'm recording this right now, like I'm at my workstation in our bedroom here in San Francisco. So kind of a light boundary when you think of the fact that my bed's right there behind me, right? Uh, and uh, yeah, I think that's probably the kind of thing that would be considered a light boundary. And obviously the no boundaries at all option is, I don't know, you live on top of uh, your roommates, you bunk, <laughs> your bunk bed, uh, and, uh, or you're kind of like living in one of these hacker houses that we have plenty of in San Francisco and uh, work at home. There's just like no clear dividing line between, between them. Um, that would be a clear example of no boundaries, or you are willing to take hours at all, uh, take calls at all hours of the night from your boss, no matter what it is, and there's no boundaries. So that's, that's an example of no boundaries between work and home. But what I want to introduce to you and I introduced in the workshop was the mustard framework. 
this is, uh, if you're seeing the, this image and you're watching on YouTube or Spotify, uh, you're seeing these beautiful yellow flowers, these beautiful mustard flowers. Uh, and just FYI, I'm spelling mustard M-S-T-T-R-D in case you're not seeing this on screen. That's not how you actually spell mustard, but uh, uh, I just thought it was like a fun fun way to pronounce M-S-T-T-R-D versus mastered or mistered or whatever, but I went with mustard. And uh, let me tell you about mustard because uh, it's an acronym for what I think are some really supportive categories for thinking about work and home boundaries. And here's what it stands for. Um, Mustard stands for mind is the M. This S stands for space. The T stands for time. The next T stands for tech. The R stands for relationships. And the D stands for delight. So quick flyover of each of these and what they have to do with work-home boundaries. By mind, what I mean is all of those thoughts, feelings, imaginings, memories, daydreams, whatever, all that stuff that goes through your mind. And your mind can be focused on work or it could be focused elsewhere. It could be focused on home or it could be focused on leisure or it could be focused on uh, some story from the past or some daydream, right? The real question, as I see it, is when we are thinking about good boundaries between work and home in regard to our mind, what we were looking for is when we want our mind to be focused on work, it can easily be focused on work. But when we want our mind to be fully focused on home, it can be fully focused on home. And we don't always find ourselves just kind of jumping from one side to the next and there's there's no uh, you know boundaries between the two of them. So when we're talking about boundaries of mind, part of what we're really talking about is focus on the thing that we wanna focus on. So there's mine, space, I think uh, this one's clear enough when we think about an office space versus working, uh, you know, in your pajamas from home. Uh, it used to be, as I said, that everybody would go into an office, a workplace. Uh, if you work at a school, you know, you go work at a school. If you go work at a factory, you go work at a factory. But with uh, the rise of knowledge work, we're finding that a lot of jobs that could uh that they could happen, frankly, anywhere you got an internet connection. And sometimes you don't even need that, right? Um, so space, there's this convergence between space uh, in our homes as a workspace and space in our homes as our relational space, our social space, our leisure space. Uh, you know, it's like the Venn diagram overlapped uh, between work and home in our space. So the important thing is if we're going to create good boundaries between work and home is a real consideration of boundaries in our space. Next time, uh, time meaning, you know, how are you using your minutes, your hours, your days? Um, it used to be a little bit more clear, right? Like you punch in, you punch out of work at the beginning and end of your day. Perhaps you're still paid hourly, and that's a little bit more clear, but for the salaried worker, um, which is the case for many uh, knowledge workers, or if you're project-based as a consultant or something like that, the truth is that work can um, absorb tons of time. And uh, it's possible for you to not work within traditional work hours, um, especially especially if you're working from home and nobody is really counting on you being on the clock at any particular time uh, in this asynchronous uh, work style that has become so, so popular. 
So if we want good boundaries between work and home, we need to really think about time. Um, next, tech. Uh, as I mentioned before, it's possible for us to get pings and calls from bosses or clients or coworkers at all hours of the night, perhaps in times when we'd much rather just be watching The Bachelorette or uh, playing a board game or joking around with our roommates or playing with our children, right? Um, you can get a notification on your phone and, uh, and that's that, right? Like this is definitely the po possible for all of us. Uh, tech has a way of uh, intruding on whatever might be uh, like the thing we're focused on. So in view of that, tech is an important thing for us to really intentionally invest in creating boundaries with. Next step is relationships. Um, this is a bit of an umbrella category because when we're talking about good boundaries with relationships, some of it has to do with creating good boundaries, but it also involves creating, in some cases, fewer boundaries in our relationships. Um, for example, maybe it's important for you um, while you are working to be able to have a breath, a pause, to send that text to a friend who you're missing or to coordinate something really quickly for a, a child's pickup from school, whatever that might look like in your life. Um, and at the same time, uh, perhaps in your relationships, there are some places where you might want to increase the boundaries. Um, perhaps, uh, you know, getting your kid into childcare uh, so you can work from home more cl clearly. Or um, if, if you're going to invite a coworker over for dinner, uh, just kind of saying up front, hey, can we have no work talk at <laughs> this time? I'd rather let's just save our meal and uh, share some stories and laugh, like putting those kinds of boundaries up. The, the last one in the mustard framework is delight. Uh, what is life if we're not enjoying it, having a good time, um, being able to fully engage and tune in on it in such a way that we just have fun? Um, what would it look like for us to cultivate intentionally delight in our work and delight in our homes? And I believe boundaries are an important step in being able to fully delight in our work when it's time to work and in our home when it's time to be at home. So this is a framework that I want to offer to you. And now I'm going to uh, invite you to do an, an exercise with me, a little reflection exercise. Um, so I'm going to um, help you assess where you are in the mustard assessment. Uh, maybe you're killing it. Maybe you're like absolutely slaying it in, uh, you know, everything, uh, work and home boundaries, in which case I'll have some uh, encouragements for you as well if, if it's going extremely well. Um, but what this is going to help you do is get a snapshot of where you are in your boundaries uh, in relation to this mustard framework, okay? And for that, I'm going to give you a series of statements and I want you to perhaps you write it down, pull up a fresh note in your phone, uh, grab a piece of paper, or you could even just do it mentally if that's helpful for you, though it is going to be really helpful for you to remember it. Uh, you're going to write on a scale of one to 10, how true each of these statements is for you from uh, one being, this is completely false for me. This is never true for me to 10. This is completely true. Always true for me. Um, so on that scale of 10, you're going to say how true or false uh, the following statements are in relation to the mustard framework. So if you're ready, um, you know, pause if you got to get, get something together, a piece of paper or a fresh note for your phone. But here we go. So for mind, um, I want you to rate 
this for yourself? How true is this for you on a scale of one to 10? It's easy for me to focus on work while working and focus on home during intentional home times. On a scale of one to 10, it's easy for me to focus on working while working and focus on home during intentional home times. And now for space, one to 10. I intentionally use different spaces in my home as a way to separate work and home. I intentionally use different spaces in my home as a way to separate work and home. Time. I have clear times that I'm working and clear times that I'm not, and I stick to that schedule consistently. From one to 10, where are you? I have clear times that I'm working and clear times that I'm not, and I stick to that schedule consistently. And then for tech, from one to 10, I don't let work notifications interrupt my intentional home time. I don't let work notifications interrupt my intentional home time. On that scale of one to 10, where are you on that? And lastly, oh no, second to last, uh, for relationships, I protect time and energy to invest in relationships with people I care about. From one to 10, how much is this true for you? I protect time and energy to invest in relationships with people I care about. And now for the last one, delight. I consistently laugh, enjoy, or find peace in my work and home. From one to 10, where are you? I consistently laugh, enjoy, or find peace in my work and home. Okay, so we just went through that assessment and now you're gonna have a number next to each of these. So everything from mind on down to delight in the mustard framework. Now, you're probably asking yourself, what do these numbers even mean? First thing is that they do not, you know, and just to spell it out, like this isn't some assessment of your quality as a human being, your character or something like this. This is just your subjective assessment of yourself, how true these different statements are about you. That's what these words, or these numbers represent to you. How true this statement about mind and being able to focus on home when it's home time, work when it's work time. How true is that for you? That's all it represents, right? And I believe over time, we would probably hope that all of those statements are actually pretty true for us. Like maybe even 10 out of 10, that would be the hope. And the thing that will help you get there is uh, kind of practices in work from home boundaries. So if you, in doing the, this assessment, you put some numbers that were on the lower side next to one of these categories, for example, if you put a, a three next to mind, then I want you to consider taking on a firmer boundary around your mind. This is where that firm and light boundaries thing uh, swings back around. So if you scored anywhere between one to four uh, in any of these categories, take on a firmer boundary for that category. And what's an example, just one example of a firm boundary for 
mind would be something like uh, really removing stimulation in your work environment, like a, a blackout stimulation thing, right? Um, so, for example, like you close close the windows. Like I've got a, some blinds right here that are really bright uh, to my left. But maybe what you're going to want to do is actually like, um, you know, shut out the lights and, uh, you know, put some noise canceling headphones on that kind of thing, remove the stimulation. Uh, that would be an example of a far firmer boundary between your work and your home. Um, just as an example, but maybe your categories that you're writing, uh, or that, that you assessed you don't have any that are on the lower end of one to four. Maybe what you found is that, uh, actually you're more in that middle bracket with a lot of things. You put a five to seven next to plenty of these. In that case, uh, whatever that might be, whatever that category is that you put a five to seven next to, explore a lighter boundary with your um, w with your work home boundaries. So, for example, of a lighter boundary of uh, you know, let's say that you put five five down for uh, the category uh, space, right? An example of a lighter boundary is uh, for you to just really intentionally invest in your workstation, right? Like what would it look like for you to give, you know, half an hour to just like getting it really pristine? What would it look like for you to invest an extra 50 bucks in creating that environment? That's like extra plush for you to um, set apart as a workspace versus a space for leisure or so on. Right. So that's an example of a light boundary practice in regard to your space. Uh, ultimately, I think this helps you, um, like focus on work when it's work time and uh, focus, be able to step away from that to focus on home when it's home time, right? Um, but maybe you didn't get in the middle on uh, some of these categories. Maybe you actually scored relatively high on these categories, in which case, if you scored in the eight to 10 range, then you might still look at the light boundaries or you might just think, reflect for a sec on how are you naturally kind of getting it to be at that quality. Um, you know, what are you already doing? What have you already found? And in particular, if you put yourself at 10 out of 10 or even nine out of 10 for one of these categories, I'm going to encourage you to, you know, challenge you to go out and go be people who help other people with that, right? So that might look like, uh, you know, chatting with them, chatting with people about their boundaries around delight. And you actually scored yourself 10 out of 10 delight. You're so good at enjoying your work and enjoying your home. And uh, now what you get to do is more or less like coach people in that, right? Like you get to bring that conversation up with people, have a good time with it and uh, help them to have a good time with their work in their home. So if this has captured your fancy as I'm talking about all these, um, especially if you're wondering, wow, like uh, I scored pretty low on this, um, what would I do? Or I scored really high in this, um, what would I do? Uh, you might still consider uh, grabbing the Work From Home Boundaries workshop. There's going to be a link in the show notes where you could take a look, and that will allow you to uh, buy it and watch the recording. And probably the real value is going to be you'll get access to the workbook that I put together for this, which will help you further reflect on your Work Home Boundaries. And I've put together a list of um, possible 
uh, firm and light boundaries for each category. So in case you're having trouble coming up with a firm boundary for technology, well, I got you covered. I wrote down some options for you. Or if you're having trouble getting a light boundary for time, uh, I've got you covered. I've written down some for you. So if that um, is interesting to you, then please check out the link in the show notes. Uh, otherwise, I just hope this benefited you. And if you have any thoughts, questions about the Mustard Framework, you want to give it a shout out, or uh, maybe you just want to share those with somebody who um, you know matters to you, then please post it on social media, share it, um, send it in a text, and reach out to me. I would love to chat more with you about it as I continue to help people find good boundaries, ultimately towards the end, uh, towards my main end, which is helping people transform their quality of life at home. So I uh, hope that you enjoyed this. Uh, again, take a link in the show notes, check this out. And uh, if you are a premium subscriber in this, what I'm doing is actually uploading the full audio and video of this for premium subscribers on this very like podcast channel so that you can watch it uh, on Spotify. You can listen to it. So uh, if you're a premium subscriber, just look at the next, uh, you know, the next little thing, you're going to see exactly what we did in the workshop so that you can catch the replay. All right. Thanks everybody for listening and following along. And until next time,